Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and today I'm going to be talking to you about male mental health. So important. Not spoken about enough, and that's why we need to talk about this. But before we begin, if you enjoy my podcast and want to help me keep making them free and accessible to everyone, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving me a five-star review and sharing the podcast with friends, family, and on social media. It would mean so much to me. And just before we begin as well, this podcast is for educational purposes and is not medical advice. If you need medical help, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now back to today's podcast. Mental health affects men and women and every gender, all of us humans, mental health is a human issue. But it's very commonly overlooked in men. Many males will often hide it more than females. Men will also generally seek mental help at much lower rates than women and therefore a lot of men's struggles will go untreated. One of the biggest reasons why mental health may not be talked about as much or that males seek less mental help is due to the high levels of stigma associated with males suffering from any mental health issues. With this being said, there are a few shocking statistics surrounding the effect that the stigma on male mental health is having. I will put the link from these statistics into the show notes and it will also be in the blog, which if you subscribe to Dr. Leaf. you'll be able to get the blog, which are the notes basically of this podcast. So here are the statistics. Three times as many men as women die by suicide. Men report lower levels of life satisfaction than women, according to the government's National Wellbeing Survey. Men are less likely to access psychological therapies than women. Only 36% of referrals to the National Health NHS Talking therapies are for men. The National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism Trusted Source puts the annual number of men dying due to alcohol-related causes at 62,000 compared to 26,000 women. Men are also two to three times more likely from the more likely trusted source to misuse drugs than women. Depression and suicide are ranked as leading causes of death amongst men, and yet they still far less likely to seek mental health treatment than women. These statistics show that there needs to be a better way to handle stigma regarding male mental health. I think it's really important to understand what mental health stigma is to break down the issue of why there's such a problem today when we address male mental health. And just remember that mental health is something that affects us all as humans, whether you're male or female, but we've got to be addressing the fact that males are not addressing their mental health as much as they should and every human needs to address their mental health and a lot of the stigma comes down to the fact that in general we are pegging mental health as a brain disease 
and that you're inferior and not as good and there's something wrong with you as a person and your value and identity is lost if you say that you're battling. And that's a massively negative, toxic view of mental health. We have been battled with mental health because of issues that we've gone through in life, not because we have a brain. It's not a brain disease. It's not something sitting in your brain waiting to be triggered by an environmental factor. It is the issues of life that we process through our mind into our brain that cause changes in our brain, body, and mind. And if they're toxic and messy, that will affect our health, which is a result of it's not the cause. And then there's a feedback loop that's set up. So if you have this adverse experience, it's affecting how you're feeling and functioning mentally, and that is then affecting your physical and mental health, your physical brain and body health, that can then manifest over time as diseases that need to be addressed. And then that, when your body's broken and or diseased or you've got something going wrong, then that feeds back into the mind and then this negative feedback loop is set up. But we need to move away. A lot of the stigma will be removed when we level the playing fields and recognize that as humans, we all are battling with our mental health. At certain points in our life, it gets worse and at other points, it, it's, it's slightly better. When it comes to my mental self-care regimen, exercise is an essential part of what I do every day to keep my mind and body healthy. But occasionally I get into the zone and work out a little too hard, which can lead to some pretty stressful aches and pains. Thankfully, this has changed since I discovered Homedics. They've got a whole line of massage products from a massage gun with built-in hot and cold technology to a massage cushion that lets you lie down or sit up depending on your therapeutic needs to a three-in-one foot massager with a vibration so powerful it loosens the muscles in your legs and lower back. The moral of the story is that Homedics has massages that address your pain points from head to toe. I love their travel-friendly double-barrel total body massager and it's amazing. I truly feel like I recover from a workout much better now, even when I'm away for work. It has become an essential part of my daily routine. Whether you're dealing with chronic pain or just looking to help your muscles recover from a workout, we've got good news. Right now, if you go to homemedics.com forward slash Dr. Leaf and use the promo code Dr. Leaf, you'll receive a free portable phone sanitizer when you buy $100 or more in massage products. That's a $60 value. That's H-O-M-E-D-I-C-S dot com slash Dr. Leaf and use the promo code Dr. Leaf for your free portable phone sanitizer with a $100 massage of purchase. The link and details will be in the show notes. Coming back to specifically to why there's such a huge stigma around male mental health, when it comes to stigma in mental health, there are usually three categories of stigma. This includes public stigma, which would involve any discrimination or negative beliefs others have regarding the topic of mental health, pretty much like what I've said. If you've got kind of, if you've seen as crazy, it affects job applications, insurance, you know, you've seen as odd, different. Meanwhile, we're all battling and we all have extreme go through periods where we have extreme states where we're battling because of life. The second category is self-stigma, involves which involves shame and guilt and having negative beliefs about oneself and one's own mental health. So this is a complete attack on one's identity, which has come from a whole series of, of experiences and cultural beliefs and environments, etc. And then there's institutional stigma, which involves a more systematic type of stigma, this involves the way that social policies are set up that create an environment of stigma. These social policies end up limiting opportunities or acceptance for people with mental illness, like less mental health services or policies that help those with mental ill health. So let's see how these different types of stigma play out in male mental health. 
First of all, public stigma. In the same way that gender roles and stereotypes affect women and are extremely damaging to them, there are some stereotypes that affect men as well. Society sets standards of traditional gender roles, and this happens in most, if not all, societies. Men are often expected to be more tough and stronger. Man up. You know the man up. They're supposed to be the protector and strong in many cultures. So being emotional or saying that you feel sad because of something when experience, that then is seen as a sign of weakness. Meanwhile, that is so far from the truth. You're human. You're experiencing stuff. It is so strong to be able to say, I feel sad because of, I'm battling because of. The public stigma of the man is supposed to be the protector and strong in so many cultures is so damaging. However, it is often seen in society that mental ill health is an abnormality and a sign of weakness when it's not. It means you're going through something. It means that you're a human. It means that you're alive. In my clinical trials, and I'm currently writing up some research papers, and we have a white paper at drleaf.com where you can go and read about my clinical trials. I've also put some of the results of my clinical trials into my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. I make this statement, and I'm going to read directly from my clinical trial research paper. The biomedical model puts an emphasis on what is wrong with you and your brain based on symptoms versus looking at what has happened to you. A person's unique story and their unique responses need to be seen as a non-medical, non-pathological, yet understandable human response to harmful social, relational, political, and environmental conditions. So, think about it. When these two stereotypes combine, the idea, and the stereotypes are the idea of what maleness is, and then the idea that mental health means something is wrong with a person, it is extremely harmful and leads to intense stigma. And it's understandable why. Genuinely, if a man is not fulfilling every role society has placed on him, there is a backlash. Think about the internalized idea that men don't cry. Now, I want to be clear that this type of thinking is very old-fashioned, and I know we've come a long way in acceptance and progress in mental health. And these stereotypes do and have improved with each new generation. And even today, it's so much more accepted for men to be open with their struggles, but there's still a large discomfort in many situations to see men cry because of the internalized stereotypes that have come through the generations that lead to stigmatizing men that do cry. So even when there is the established science behind the mental health and advocacy for acceptance, I believe there are still notions that exist that mental ill health is seen as a personal problem that shows weakness, and that's wrong. Okay, that is really wrong. That's toxic. And this is also where toxic masculinity comes into the picture. The idea of masculinity can be so rigid that any deviation from this acculturated notion strongly affects individuals. The gender role that males are expected to play are actually harming themselves in society. It also leads to men to revert to self-reliance when we need deep, meaningful connections. We need to seek help from our peers. Research done by the American Journal of Men's Health found that many men also found it quite difficult to establish good or strong social connections. This also contributes to a lot of social isolation, and we can't be without people. As humans, we, people literally die from lack of social contact. There's been a lot of research that our body dies off slowly as people become don't have deep, meaningful connections. And this not feeling safe in an environment to ask for help or talk openly about mental health struggles, for example, after the surface discussion, to go deeper, is, is a problem. Okay, So basically, 
We can't just say, oh, I feel sad. We've got to really talk about why we've got, this is where the neurocycle becomes so powerful as a system where you can help yourself, you can help others, you can sit with someone and, and it's a great system for helping people to organize their mind to get the wise mind connecting with the messy mind. The neurocycle is a system I've developed for how, how you can get the wise mind talking to the messy mind, deep, digging deep into our non-conscious mind and directing our mind in the direction you want it to go to heal the mind-brain-body connection. So it's a directed mind activity. It's a system into which you can fit all different techniques. And when you do the system, you are basically capturing thoughts and you are and, and stigmas which are inside thoughts, etc. And you are deconstructing them in a very organized way that aligns with my with the, on your physiology and you're breaking them down and you're rebuilding them. So you it's a mind-directed te- technique that changes the neuroplasticity of the brain and the body. If you want to know more about it, you can get my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, available wherever books are sold, and also on my website, drleaf.com. And also I have an app called the NeuroCycle app, which you can download from iTunes and Google Play, where I literally give you therapy walking you through the NeuroCycle as a generic, the, the app is generic, so you it's the NeuroCycle done over cycles of 63 days, and into that you can fit your issue. And I guide you in exactly how to do that. And I've also put in brain preparation and decompression exercises and things like little mini neurocycles to help you in the moment deal with issues. Sometimes I battle to sleep, which, as you know, can impact your ability to function and concentrate during the day. But ever since I started using Ned's incredible CBD sleep blend, my quality of sleep has dramatically improved, and I have noticed that I wake up feeling more refreshed and ready to take on the day. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants, and all their products are science-backed and nature-based, and offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Their full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. Plus, Ned shares their third-party lab reports who farms their products and their extraction process all right there on their site. I'm especially excited about Ned's brand new product, which has been in development for over a year, the De-Stress Blend. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp. It also contains CBG, known as the mother of all cannabinoids, which has been shown to be very effective at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And it tastes amazing with the addition of cardamom and cinnamon. Plus, to add to this amazing blend, it also has ashwagandha, an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. If you want to try the new de-stress blend from Ned, a brand that we love and trust, we have a special offer for the Cleaning Up the Mental Mess audience. Every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample. Go to www.helloned.com forward slash drleaf or enter drleaf at checkout to take advantage of this. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash Dr. Leaf to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. The link and details will be in the show notes. Then let's talk a little bit more about self-stigma. So we've just been speaking about public stigma. Okay, now let's talk about self-stigma in a little bit more depth. 
Self-stigma philosophically, I believe we as humans inform society and society also informs us. As quantum physicists say, it's not about you, it's about you in the world. You impact the world. The world impacts you. The messages we receive about how we should act can have a profound effect on the way we see ourselves within the world. And those messages come from our culture, our religious upbringing, our belief systems, the way we live, etc. The current sort of zeitgeist, what social media is saying you should look like, etc. This leads to the second part of stigma in mental health, which is self-stigma. With all the expectations and stereotypes in society, it leaves little room for men opening up about their mental ill health because it may appear weak. It leaves almost no room for open discussion and acknowledgement of mental ill health in men. A survey commissioned by the Mental Health Foundation found that not only are men far less likely than women to seek professional support, they are also less likely to disclose a mental health problem to a friend or family. This has been found in countless different studies, and I'll put these links in the show notes and in the blog. Men's mental health help-seeking behavior is described as problematic, failing, and in some countries in a state of crisis. Men's reluctance to seek, help, to seek help for mental and physical health concerns was the focus of Fisher and Turner's study more than 40 years ago, with men's help-seeking behaviors remaining stable since this time. Okay, so people haven't improved. Many of these surveys and studies show that men are embarrassed about their mental ill health. And that's because of stigma. And it's wrong, because we all battle. And sometimes even angry and confused that they're feeling weak. Because about the way they're feeling because they think it feels weak because of that wrong stigma. It's not weak. It's normal. These types of thoughts often lead to self-judgment, self-hate, inner critic, affect your identity. Other men have expressed that they would like to share their struggles but are afraid of the judgment that comes straight from these stigmas. So they never truly find the help that they need or deserve to work through their pain. And on top of that, some research also suggests that men who can't speak openly about their emotions may be less able to recognize symptoms of mental health problems themselves and then less likely to reach out for support. In this case, it seems that the fact that there's not much space in society for men to truly always be open and honest about their struggles, that they aren't even able to tune into their own mental ill health struggles. And this can also be a case of denial because of the inherent nature not to get in touch with one's feelings, which has come from this, this, this stigma. It's wired in. It's come through generations. So we have to break that. We have to go through cycles of 63 days to change this, the stigma in society, to change this and stop this because it passes through the sperm and the over to the next generation and the next generation. So we have to openly start talking about this and changing it. Then let's talk a little bit more about the third one, which is the institutional stigma. When it comes to institutional stigma, this affects men of color the most, and so it's important to acknowledge. The National Institute of Mental Health, NIMH, reports that black people are 20% more likely to have serious psychological distress than whites. But black men are often resistant to discussing their mental health problems. They may not recognize that their issues are not normal. I mean, are normal. If they do recognize their issues, they may fear talking about them because it makes them look weak. They may also think that no one cares about their mental health. Studies show that African Americans are only half as likely as white people to get treatment for their mental health battles, and we all need help. Actual policies and standards and norms set up in the society today are incredibly harmful and enhance toxic masculinity, 
contributing to very high suicide rate as well. And I also talk about in my book about the deaths of despair, where there's been an increase in deaths and suicide, and that this pattern was observed between 96 and 2014 and has continued and has been labeled deaths of despair. It has affected males and females, but it's basically the fact that people are dying 8 to 25 years younger from preventable lifestyle issues. And a lot of it's people are just in despair because they just can't talk about their stuff. If you don't talk about your stuff with all these things I've been saying, it wrecks you. And then you feel so alone and in despair. As I am sure you well know, the holiday season is fast approaching. For many of us, this means rushing around to find the perfect gift for our loved ones, which can be pretty stressful. Thankfully, it doesn't have to be this way. With Ana Luisa Jewelry, you can choose from a wide selection of unique and gorgeous pieces, like this stunning mini pearl necklace, which I bought for all my extended family members this Christmas because I love it so much. And just for my listeners, you can save up to 10% with the code DrLeaf at shop.com, analuisa.com slash DrLeaf. I love that all their jewelry is not only affordable and beautiful, but also made using recycled materials whenever possible, as well as transparent business practices that are kind to the earth. Their sustainably crafted pieces not only bring joy to those who wear them, but also to those who make them. And with their current sale, they can bring you and your family some holiday joy too. You can now save up to 10% with the code DrLeaf at shop.analuisa.com slash DrLeaf. All their pieces are simple yet stunning, and you'll easily find the perfect gift for that special someone in your life. I absolutely recommend them. They really are a great brand that is making beautiful and sustainable jewelry. Go check out their pieces and get 10% off with the code DrLeaf at shop.analuisa.com slash DrLeaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. So what are the solutions? There needs to be more advocacy for policy changes and institutional systems that put men of color at an even higher risk. Some recommendations for steps forward from the APA, American Psychological Society suggest Association, suggest that means that this means making space for clients to identify racist incidents that they have experienced and the feelings that arise because of them. And more importantly, to understand and work toward overcoming internalized racism. The many facets of internalized racism include believing negative racial stereotypes, adopting white cultural values while undermining one's own, and denying that racism exists. So for white psychologists to work effectively with black male clients, it's imperative that they do develop a deeper understanding of racism and its impacts by keeping abreast of the latest scholarship, taking continuing education classes, and getting training in the area. Can't just assume that the way you've been trained is, is going to work. In fact, for license renewal, several states' licensing boards specifically require courses in cultural diversity, thank goodness. White clinicians should also become familiar with the APA guidelines on race and ethnicity in psychology, approved by the APA Council of Representatives in 2019. Among other points, the guidelines state that psychologists should consider their own biases, privileges, and socialization in relation to race and ethnicity and work to address organizational and social inequities and injustices inside and outside of the field. There has to also be a major cultural shift to allow the space for men to express their emotions. The ideas of masculinity need to be redefined to allow for true human expression. By talking about the stigma men face with their own mental health and by acknowledging each other's struggles more, 
This can foster an environment where people can empathize and where men don't have to feel so alone in their pain. I'm desperately doing this with the work that I do with these podcasts, trying to help us all, male and female, normalize battling with our mind. So by talking about the stigma men face with their own mental health and and by acknowledging each other's struggles more, this can foster an environment where people can empathize with each other and where men don't have to feel so alone in their pain because so many other men are going through extremely difficult mental health, ill health as well. If everyone's silent, then you think that it's only you. Meanwhile, it's everyone. Only 3% of leaders are talking about their mental health, male and female. We've got to change this. This opens the door to empathy and compassion when we talk about our mental health struggles, when we realize we're all battling and we're all in this together. And it creates environments that have less judgment. If more people talk about the struggles they have gone through over and overcome, it will also create an environment where others will feel more free to share their own pain. If you are worried about your own mental health, realize that you're not alone. You are human And what you're experiencing is real and valid and sacred and needs to be honored. Your story needs to be honored. It doesn't make you any less of a person. It makes you a phenomenal person who is experiencing the traumas of life and you deserve to be heard and to be helped. Please reach out to someone you love and trust the most. Once you tell that first person, the idea of opening up to others will feel much less daunting. We are all human and have an amazing ability to help each other. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to seeing you and talking to you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors.